Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Genesis chapter 31 verse 44, then 49 to 54 verse 44. Now therefore, come thou, let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and you. Now this is the story actually of Laban and Jacob. Verse 49, the Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent from one another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, and if thou shalt take otherwise beside my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness between me and you. And Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold this pillar which I have cast between me and thee, and this heap be witness, and this pillar be witness, that I will not pass over this heap to thee, and thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judged between us. And Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered sacrifice unto the upon the mount and called his brethren to eat bread and they did eat bread and tarry all night in the mount praise the lord genesis chapter 26 verses 28 to 31 this was after abimelech have asked isaac to leave and then abimelech and his people then came to isaac verse 28 and they said we certainly we saw certainly that the lord was with thee and we said let there be now an oath between us even between us and thee and let us make what a covenant with thee, that thou wilt do us no hurt, and we shall not touch thee. And as we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace, thou art now the blessed of the Lord. And he made a feast, and they did eat and drink, and they rose up bedtime in the morning, and swore one to another, and Isaac sent them away, and they depart from him in so we have seen six basic elements of covenant in the ancient Near East, and also we have started looking at the basic element of covenant as we see it in the Bible. And we said that in the ancient Near East, the six elements of covenant are the preambles, the historical prologue, stipulation and obligation, there's the document, there's the witness by the gods, and there's invitation of causes and blessing. And we've gone through those six elements of ancient Near East. And what we are looking at at the moment is the basic pattern of covenant in the Bible. And what we said is that even though we've divided this one into four, actually the number four is what we are focusing on. We are just going to br- you know, brush over number one to three because all the six elements that we've seen initially are actually included in this four element that we are looking at in the scripture. But number four, elaborate on a point that we have not gone through before. So we are now going to go to number four. And what we said is that this fourth element, which is actually then divided into other subtitles, this fourth element is the one that we are now elaborating on. The covenant is rectified by some external act and ritual. So covenant are rectified by external act and ritual. We have looked at two act already, the fact that they exchange gift and personal paraphernalia. And this happened when people gave covenant. And we have taken an example, and I'm not going to go back into that, the fact that they also 
exchange names. And we have also used the example of marriage in trying to explain some of this thing. Now, let's move on today. One Another element under this title, the fact that when people make covenant in the Bible and indeed in ancient Near East, this covenant are rectified by some external act or ritual. So one of the things that we see in covenant is that the sheer meal, that the parties that are involved in this covenant, after the covenant is made, the shared meal, and we can see that in the story that we've read already. When we read that story in Genesis chapter 21, the covenant that Laban made with Jacob, you see that they shared a meal together. The one that we read between Abimelech, the king of Philistines, and Isaac, we see again that they share meal together. So this is one of the external acts that we see that happen when people make covenant. There is a shared meal. And all the party involved in the covenant actually share this meal. meal. Now, that we can see the application of this in, number one, in the Passover meal, and number two, in our lost table that are practiced, we as Christians. Praise the Lord. You know the Passover meal. You know the story of the Passover meal. The Passover is one of the feast of the Lord or the Mohed that the children of Israel, they are commanded to keep by the Lord. And the Passover is actually a remembrance of when God delivered the children of Israel from slavery in Egypt. And God gave them the command to actually observe that experience by the Passover feast. Now, one of the things, one of the great elements of the Passover celebration is the Passover over meal and the eating of the passover was a constant memorial of the covenant of the grace of god that god showed upon the children of israel in isaac but you need to understand that that was based upon the covenant that god had with their father because when moses went to the children of israel he said the god of your father have sent me the god of abraham the god of isaac and the God of Jacob. Now, God was then going to take them into the wilderness and bring them to the Mount of Sinai, which we've read. And then God rectified that covenant that God had with their fathers and God revisited and rectified that covenant with their children, the children of Israel. And the Passover meal is a celebration, is a meal that they partake of as a constant memorial of the covenant of the grace that God showed to them in the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. And in delivering them from the house of slavery. But we see this also in the lost table. When we read the book of Matthew chapter 26, we see where the lost table was instituted. And I'm going to read verse 17. The first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciple came to the Lord Jesus saying unto him, where will thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? So we see that the Passover, that the lost table was instituted during the Passover feast. And the apostle came to him, the disciple came to him and said, where do you want us to prepare the Passover celebration, the Passover over feast. And you remember one of the major, major elements of that feast is the, of that feast is the Passover meal, the cedar 
meal. Now, let's jump down to verse 26. So they went and they made the preparation and here they were, they were sitting at the Passover table and they are going through the process. And this is a point in time during the process of the Passover meal. And the Lord Jesus, the Bible says in verse 26, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciple and said, take it. This is my body, verse 27. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink you all of it. Now listen, for this is my blood of the New Testament. You remember what we said about Testament? Testament talks about covenant. He said, For this is the blood of the New Covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. So you can see that when we partake of the lost table, when we partake of the Lord's Supper and we partake of the body and we partake of the blood. These are actually covenant meal. These are elements. You know, these things are supposed to remind us of the covenant that we have with God, just like the Passover meal reminded the children of Israel of the covenant that they have with God. When we partake of the Lord's table, it is to remind us, it is a remembrance and it is a proclamation. It is an herald of the covenant that we have with God through the blood of Jesus. So we need to understand that. And we are talking about the meal now. We're talking about the meal that one of the essential elements of covenant is this meal that the covenant partners share together. And we have seen that in the life of the children of Israel in the Passover meal, and we have seen that in the life of we, the church, in the lost table. Praise the Lord. Now let's move on then to the next element. We are looking at this element of covenant. We said covenant, covenants are rectified by some external act, and we have looked at some of these external acts. The exchange of personal paraphernalia of gifts, we have looked at the exchange of names, we have now looked at the sharing of covenant meal. Do you understand that sex in a marriage is a covenant meal? And this is why sex outside marriage is a sin and is destructive because you eat covenant meal with your covenant partner and you eat covenant meal after the covenant has been caught, after the covenant has been made. Marriage is a covenant and sex is a covenant meal. And sex is a covenant meal that both parties shared in love and in in, in, in love and in trust with one another. And we can take off in that direction, but this is important. And that is what sex is in a marriage, is a covenant meal that covenant partners share together. And in a marriage, there are only two covenant parties, the man and the woman, not the man and the man, not the woman and the woman, not two men and one woman. It is one man and one woman. Those are the two parties that are involved in this covenant. And those are the two that share the covenant meal. Praise the Lord. Now let's move on then to the next external act or ritual that rectifies covenant. So we have mentioned about this in some of this story that we read. And it is the fact that covenant are sealed with ritual blood letting. 
covenant as sealed with ritual blood lething and sprinkling. And the sacrifice, it says the sacrifice that is offered that are then what? Eating as a meal. You remember that it is the Passover lamb. It is the Paschal lamb whose blood is used to rectify the covenant. It is the body of the Paschal lamb that are then eating. You remember when God told them, when they were going to come out of of Egypt, the children of Israel, God gave them clear instruction of the type of lamb, the type of animal they are supposed to take as a Passover lamb. And they killed the lamb, they used the blood to put upon the door, and then they eat the body. Okay, it is the blood, it is the body of the animal whose blood was used to cut the covenant. It is that body that is then done, is then used as a covenant meal. But here we are now talking about the blood of the testator. We are talking about the blood that is used to rectify the covenant. So the element here is the fact that covenant was sealed. Praise the Lord. Covenant was sealed with the ritual of bloodletting and sprinkling. And the sacrifice offered were then eaten in fellowship by all the parties of the covenant. You know, we we actually saw that when, in our first reading, when we read the book of Genesis chapter 15, do you, do you remember that when we read the book of Genesis chapter 15, there we read how God told Abraham to do what? To make a covenant. How, when, when Abraham was saying that, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to, you know, believe, how am I going to believe that what God has said, the fact that God said that Abraham is going to have a child and the fact that God said he's going to give his family the land of Canaan as their inheritance, that then that he is going to be their God. And Abraham said, how is all this going to be done? And God said, come. I will show you what is going to be done. And then God asked him in Genesis chapter 15 for Abraham to make a covenant. And God told him to gather all these animals. And Abraham knew exactly what God was asking him to do. Let's look at verse 8. And Abraham said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And God told Abraham in verse 9, take me an ephah of three year old and she goat of three year old and ram of three year old and turtle dove and a young pigeon and he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst and laid each piece one against another now do you see what is going on now he take this animal and divide them and divide them and put them beside each other in other words we have one side here one side here and both side is bleeding into the middle so this is what we call the part of blood. And this often happens when people make covenant in those days. People will walk what they call the part of blood. Because this animal, they've divided them into two, bleeding into the middle that then make a part of blood. And then what will happen is that the representative of each party will walk into the middle of this part. In other words, they are standing right in the middle of blood and they are raising the, each other's hand and they are commanding blessing and they are also invoking curses. Blessing if the covenant is obeyed, curses if the covenant is, you know, disobeyed. And that is exactly what God was asking Abraham to do here. And Abraham did it. And then the Bible says in verse 12, when the sun was gone down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. 
and Abraham slept. And something very, very important actually happened here. Okay, the Bible says that, and when, verse 12, I'm reading verse 12, and uh, and when the sun was gone down, his deep sleep slept, fell upon Abraham, and lo, and horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve I will judge, and afterward shall they come out with great substance. And God went on and on and told Abraham what was going to happen, verse 17. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamb that passed between those pieces. And in the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. I mean, obviously, Abraham cannot stand there and see God face to face. But here we see a demonstration of God actually going through the process that people would normally go through in the ancient there is to make a covenant. And we have substance here that, rep- that is standing in the representation of God. The Bible says that a smoking furnace and a burning lamp pass between those pieces. In the same day, God made a covenant with Abraham. So we can see here straight away that covenant are sealed with blood. Covenant are sealed with blood. And this is what we see also in the new covenant. In the new covenant. And we see that through the blood of of our Lord Jesus Christ. The covenant was sealed with the ritual of bloodletting and sprinkling, and then the sacrifice offered were almost certainly eaten in fellowship with God. Now let's 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 see that further as I read the book of Exodus. In the book of Exodus chapter 24, this is after God has called the children of Israel to come unto the mountain of the month of uh, Sinai and Moses has you know, spoken unto them the terms and the condition of the covenant. But let's read Exodus 24 verse 3. And Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgment, these are the terms of the covenant. And all the people answered with one voice and said, all the word which the Lord have said we will do. So the people agree with the terms and the condition of the covenant. These are the the, 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 the other elements, but we are looking at the last element here. The Bible says that Moses wrote all the word of the Lord and he rose early in the morning and built an altar under the hill and 12 pillars according to the 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent young men, this is the point, and he sent young men of the children of Israel which offered burnt offering and sacrificed peace offering of oxen unto the Lord. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in basin and listen to this half of the blood is sprinkled on the altar and he took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people and they said all that the lord has said we will do and be obedient and moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said behold the blood of the covenant which the lord has made with you concerning all this word and that over there we can see that element of covenant that God made with the children of Israel. Now, when you go to the to the book of Hebrews, chapter nine, verses eleven to fifteen, but Christ being come an high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hand, that is to say, not of this building, 
neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. Now, this is very, very important for us to understand. In the Old Testament, it was the blood of goats. It was the blood of lambs. It was the blood of calves that were used. But in the New Covenant, it is the blood, the precious blood of God himself, the blood of Jesus that rectified the covenant, the new covenant that we have with God is the blood of of Christ. Verse 15 says, and for this cause, he is the mediator of the new covenant. He is the mediator of the new testament because his blood has established a new covenant between us and God. Praise the Lord. So this activity is really very, very important. We have seen, we have we are seeing here that kingdom and covenant are essential bedrock of the revelation that we see through the bible and we have we, we begin to say that the god of beginning is a god of covenant the god of israel is a god of covenant and the god of the church is a god of covenant we must read our bible against the background of kingdom and against the background of covenant we must have a kingdom and a covenant understanding of the Bible. Now, if we don't read our Bible with this understanding in mind, we will misunderstand the Bible. We will misapply the Bible. And we need to understand that the men of faith and the women of faith, the men and the women of great faith in the Bible, they were men and women that understood God as a God of covenant and then walk in reality of covenant and walk in understanding of covenant and walk in faith, a faith that has been built by their understanding of the fact that they know that they are in covenant with God. They understood the power, the purpose, and the, 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 the reality of kingdom and they walk in that reality. And we see that over and over and over again in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. People will come to him and they will call him the son of David. Have mercy on us. They are invoking the covenant that they have with God. And often and often and often the Lord will come against the leaders of the of, of, of the children of Israel and chide them because they have forsaken the covenant. They have gone away from the covenant. They have broken the covenant that God has made with the children of Israel. And that was why there was darkness and sickness and horror in the land. And the Lord Jesus was bringing you know, the reality of that to the people. And a lot of people that recognize that in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, they can then come to him and actually invoke that because in him they see that through him, through his ministry, they were able to actually reach out to receive the benefit of the covenant. Remember the first thing they did was to go to to, to John the Baptist because his baptism was a baptism of repentance because it was preparing them for the coming of the Messiah. Praise the Lord. So I think we are going to stop there today. And if you are listening to me, I want you to know that you can come into covenant with God today. The blood of Jesus has been shed for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You can come to him tonight. You can you can confess your rebellion and your sin. You can ask him to be your Lord, to be your God, and he will come in. He will save you. And it will take the heart of stone out of you and give you the heart of flesh. You will become a daughter, a son of God. You will become a member of his kingdom, of his, of, of his household. And it will work with you the rest of your life in this world. And when this is all over, you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new heart. Do it today because tomorrow may be too late.
We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.